Hey everyone, welcome to Yoga Land's Yoga Teacher Companion. I'm your host, Jason Crandall. In this episode, I'm gonna break down my four favorite sun salutations to teach beginners. I'll walk you through the techniques. We'll look at the most important focal points and cues that we want our students to learn right away. We'll talk about the benefits of each one of these patterns, and we'll also troubleshoot some of the biggest challenges that your new students are likely to face. And before we do this really briefly, I wanna let you know that all of the content in this episode today is inspired by my newest online training, Mastering the Art of Teaching Beginners. I am so excited to teach this course to you. It has over 18 hours of really well filmed and produced content. It has a 100 plus page manual that goes with it to corroborate all of the content within it. It has an entire beginner's curriculum that I have been personally teaching and using for my students for two decades or more. And it also has everybody a four week beginner's course that you can practice and you can teach your students. Um, and I'm really excited. I think if you're interested, you should definitely check it out. Now, let's look at the first most foundational sun salutation that we wanna teach all of our beginners the half salutation. Simply inhale, reach your arms up toward the ceiling. Exhale, bend your knees and fold forward. Hands to shins, inhale, lift halfway up. Exhale, bend the knees and fold forward. Inhale, all the way up, accentuate your length. Exhale, release your arms. The benefits of half sun salutations for beginners are really straightforward. First, half sun salutations are the first environment in which students learn to move and breathe congruously. So half sun salutations is really that first exposure that students get to moving with their breath in a coordinated fashion. This is gonna serve them throughout the totality of their yoga practice over time. Second, Half sun salutations are also the perfect environment to learn pace of movement, right? So we're learning to coordinate breath and movement, but the second thing is a little bit different. It's related, it's we're learning the rate at which we are breathing and moving, right? And so that's gonna be incredibly helpful as a student moves on. And then finally, half sun salutations are in every other style of salutation. Every other style of salutation begins and ends essentially with a half salutation. When I'm working with my beginners, there are two primary key points, two takeaways, two cues I really wanna focus on. Number one, I want my students to bend their knees when they do their forward bends. They don't have to do this forever, but at least when students are learning half sun salutations, bending the knees and those standing front bends is a very important prompt. Second, I want my students to understand how to truly lift halfway up. This means everybody that they're gonna be lifting until their torso is parallel with the ground. Or another way of thinking about this is they're gonna be lifting till the height of the shoulder is equal to the height of the hips and the back muscles are engaging. This is really good functional strength for the back body. There really aren't any things I find myself needing to troubleshoot when it comes to half sun salutations. So let's move on and let's take a closer look 
at a simple lunge salutation that I like to teach beginners. Inhale, reach your arms up. Exhale, bend your knees, fold forward. Hands to shins, inhale, lengthen your spine. Exhale, step your right foot back into a simple lunge. Inhale, press the floor away with your fingers, chest forward. Exhale, step back, downward facing dog. Bend your knees and down dog. Lift the sitting bones and elongate your arms. Inhale. Exhale, bring both knees to the floor. Step the right foot forward between the hands. Inhale, straighten your back leg, look forward. Exhale, step forward. Hands to shins, inhale, lengthen. Exhale, bend the knees and fold. Inhale, all the way up and reach. Exhale, hands to prayer. These simple lunge salutations are a cornerstone for me when I'm working with beginners. And a lot of teachers overlook them. But here are a couple of reasons they're so valuable. Number one, one of the things that you probably noticed when you saw me instruct that last round was I did not include plank. I did not include locust, cobra, chaturanga, upward facing dog. I actually think it's really valuable to learn a salutation pattern that is more streamlined and simplified. We're gonna get into those techniques later, but even just the stepping back and the stepping forward and the being in downward facing dog is demanding and complicated for a new student. So the first benefit is these are more dynamic and comprehensive and complete than a half salutation, but they're not quite as nuanced or as fussy as the next two salutations that we're gonna work with. Another thing that's really beneficial about these is you have these step back and step forward transitions that are gonna teach your students how to make good, smooth, controlled movements with their whole body. And then finally, especially for students that have much tighter hip flexors, these step back and step forward transitions are gonna help people lengthen their hip flexors. There are three primary focal points that I bring to my students when I'm teaching these lunge salutations. Number one, I want my students to press those fingertips down into the floor or hands into blocks, lift the chest and elongate. I want that arm to hand to chest connection. Number two, I want my students to find the right stride, especially in the step back phase of the pose. We're gonna look at and troubleshoot the challenges of stepping forward into all these lunges momentarily, but when I'm teaching these, I want my students to make sure they get that right distance of stepping the foot back. And then finally, everybody, I want my students to focus on engaging and lifting the back leg. Let's take a look at how to troubleshoot simple lunge salutations for beginners. A lot of times a student that's new is gonna to struggle to figure out how long the stride should be when they step back. So when they step back, oftentimes a newer student is gonna be really shy in their distance. They're gonna be really short. And so what we wanna to communicate to them is that the front shin is gonna stay vertical and the back leg is gonna go far enough back that when it's engaged and lifted, there's a decent action and stretch in the front of the back thigh. 
Another thing I'm often troubleshooting when it comes to this low lunge is students being really heavy on their hands and kind of rounded in their upper body. So a lot of times you're gonna see someone kind of heavy and low like this. But I'm always wanting to have people to press the fingertips into the floor, push the ground away, and lift the chest to pull it forward. Another great source of support in these low lunges is having a block or two. So if someone has a little bit less range of motion, they can put their hands on blocks. I would use two. I just, I only have one block at my disposal right now. Um, but if the fingertips can't get to the floor because there's less range of motion or because the front body is just running into other parts of the front body, then having people a little bit higher up on blocks, pressing those hands down and pulling the chest forward is a great idea. Now let's go ahead and take a quick look at how to teach a crescent lunge salutation to beginners. Inhale, stretch your arms toward the ceiling. Exhale, bend the knees, hinge and fold. Hands to shins, inhale, lengthen your spine. Exhale, step the right foot back into a lunge. Inhale, stretch the arms up, lift the ribs and reach. Exhale, hands down. Downward facing dog. From down dog, inhale, rock forward to plank. Exhale, bring the knees to the floor. In lower thighs, hips, belly ribs. Locust pose. Inhale, reach the arms back, raise the legs. Exhale, hands and feet down, all fours. Downward facing dog. Bend the knees in down dog. Elongate the arms, relax the neck. Inhale here. Exhale, knees to the floor, right foot forward between the hands. Inhale, straighten the back leg, lift the chest and reach up. Exhale, hands down, step forward. Hands to shins, inhale, lengthen. Exhale, fold. Inhale, stretch up, reach through the arms. Exhale, hands to prayer. Let's quickly break down some of the benefits of helping our new students learn crescent lunge salutations. First, you have all of the benefits of the previous salutations. You have the integrated movement with breath. You have the controlled transitional movements. And you have that establishment and maintenance of tempo. But we also have a couple of additional things. Number one, this is typically where I introduce plank, coming to the floor, and locust pose. I don't teach chaturanga very early on when it comes to new students, at least not with these four foundational movement patterns, these four foundational salutations. You can, it's not wrong. But I really like to get people to develop a good strong plank pose and understand the most simple transition to the floor, which we looked at and demonstrated. I also want my students to start to strengthen their back body and to get more functional control of their shoulder girdle. So teaching them how to work with these transitions to the floor and work on locust is really valuable. Finally, as people are reaching up and coming more upright in the crescent phase of the salutation, they're getting the opportunity to lengthen their hip flexors, which is often a very tight part of the body. 
There are three primary focal points or cues I find myself coming back to time and time again when I'm working with beginners in Crescent. Number one, I want my students to have a feeling that they are pressing the floor away, right? So I don't want a feeling that the body is sinking into the ground. I want a feeling that the body is pressing the floor away. So oftentimes the way I will cue this when someone's transitioning up into the crescent lunge is inhale, press the floor away, and reach the arms up. So giving some sense of that polarity, you're pressing down and you're lifting up. Second, I want my students to get a feel for lifting the front rim of their pelvis. Now this can be a little bit difficult to do within the flow of the salutation itself, but if I were to break down the crescent separately and go into a few more details, I'd really focus on having students learn to lift the front rim of their pelvis up so that their pelvis is level. Finally, I like to give a couple of important cues to the locust pose part of the salutation. My preference with new students is that they are raising their palms off the ground in locust, but I like the palms to be facing the ground rather than facing the hip. Facing the hip is not wrong, but palms facing the ground and lifting up is gonna create a little bit more strength in part of the shoulder cuff that is really valuable. Let's take a look at how to troubleshoot crescent lunge salutation for beginners. When a student is really struggling to get the back foot far enough forward, even when you're bringing the knees to the floor, what you might need to do is slightly help them exaggerate this, so watch. From down dog, yes, we can bring both knees to the floor. That's what we're defaulting to. But look, I can also just bring the opposite knee to the floor and use the same side hand to help bring that foot forward. If you notice in crescent lunge that your students are kind of like leaning way forward or they have too much anterior pelvic tilt, what you can do is you can have that student bend the back knee and lift the hip points a little bit more. Keeping the back knee bent in crescent lunge is a very good viable option. Finally, let's look at how to teach a low lunge or an anjaneyasana based lunge to beginners. Inhale, reach your arms up. Exhale, bend your knees and fold forward. Inhale, hands to shins, lengthen your spine. Exhale, step your right foot back, bring your right knee to the floor. Inhale, reach your arms up. Exhale, hands down, step back to downward facing dog. Inhale, rock forward to plank pose. Exhale, lower the knees. Then lower the thighs, hips, belly, ribs for cobra. Cobra pose, inhale, lift the chest up, hug the elbows in. Exhale, all fours, downward facing dog. Bend the knees slightly, press the floor away with your hands, and elongate through the sides of your torso. Inhale, exhale, left knee down, right foot forward. Inhale, lift your chest, reach your arms up. Exhale, hands down, step your back foot forward. Hands to shins, inhale, lift halfway up. Exhale, bend your knees and fold. Inhale, sweep all the way up, elongating your arms. Exhale, hands to prayer, thumbs to breastbone. 
Before I break down what I see as the primary benefit of the Anjaneyasana or the low lunge salutation, let's take a brief moment and make sure that we see how these four salutations really stack together. First, the half salutation is a really great pattern of movement in and of itself, but it also teaches the students the entrance and the exit of the other lunge salutations. Second, the simple lunge salutation, it teaches the students how to step back, how to step forward, how to gauge that distance. And then crescent lunge comes in and it uses that simple lunge and it simply adds an additional motion. It adds that updraft, that raising up, that reaching the arms up and overhead. And then finally, low lunge is just another derivative of crescent lunge in which we're bringing the back knee to the floor. So we can see each one of these movement patterns is valuable in and of itself, but I also want you to see how these four work so well together in a, in a way that compounds our students' skill and knowledge. Now, for me, I see the primary benefit of the low lunge compared to the other lunges as an increased elongation of the hip flexors and quads on the back leg. By the time I'm starting to teach my beginners low lunge salutations, there are a couple of key focal points or cues I like to come back to. Number one is I'm encouraging my students not to rush. I know this is kind of just like a broader conceptual thing, but the reality is everybody, I don't want my students to start to feel like now that they are layering in more movements, that they need to rush through these things. So even though there are more movements, I still want my students to feel like they're able to enunciate the actions, that there's an actual feel for each one of the poses within the combination. The second main thing I like to emphasize is the technique of Cobra. And when it comes to Cobra, for beginners, we're not trying to go very far. We're just getting a good, honest elbow in and a nice, mild spinal extension. The final thing that I like to remind my students, especially beginners, is if their back knee is uncomfortable with that contact, they can pad it with an additional blanket. Or if that isn't sufficient, then they can just do a crescent lunge instead. I hope all of this work that we've just gone through is incredibly helpful for you, but even more so, I hope it's helpful for your beginners. I have such a special place in my heart for teaching teachers and for teaching beginners. So if you want to learn more about teaching beginners, if you wanna feel more comfortable and more skillful with working beginners, or if you wanna become a specialist working with beginners, definitely check out Mastering the Art of Teaching Beginners. It's a really great online course. All of the information is in the link and in the copy below. Or you can go to jasonyoga.com backslash beginners. And of course, everybody, if you're watching this on YouTube, I would love for you to like and subscribe to the channel and check out all the other episodes. If you are not watching it, but instead you're listening to it on Spotify or iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts, then I would love for you to like and subscribe there. All right, thanks everyone, take care.